Hello. Hi. Here we are, recording a podcast. Wow. I'm so excited. We look so official with our microphones. I love it. Hell yeah. I am psyched that we are doing this. It's something that we've talked about for years now. And I am just so grateful. And I think it's so special to even get the opportunity to play like this with my big sister. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I feel like this has been a journey um, and I couldn't be more excited. And it feels right. So, and I know that you and I went back and forth a lot on what to call this, what topics to talk about. We have, like most people, very diverse interest ranges and even further between the two of us, but they all kind of revolve around spirituality, fitness, health, cooking. Well, you're a much better cook, so you can talk about cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, I think where we kept coming back to this idea of, of doing a podcast is we have so much in common as it pertains to wellness, things we enjoy, um, biohacking, just figure life hacking, like just figuring out like how can we make each day better and brighter and healthier and more vibrant. Um, and we're also both really creative and also love podcasts and wanted to join the club. So I think for those tuning in, thank you so much for listening to our first episode and you can expect topics ranging from new wellness and health things that we're trying, what's working, what's not, um, facts and discoveries that we've made throughout our travels, storytelling, potentially get, having guest speakers on here and finding out what other people are, are into. But going back to the title, like no rules, no rules to live by. Um, this is just two sisters that love each other and have a lot of um, overlapping interests and kind of bringing that forward and seeing if we can be impactful and and help others on their journeys. Absolutely. And I think that from the title standpoint, we are really interested in exploring the rules that we were taught and unlearning rules that we might need to evolving as people setting new rules for ourselves what we are like kind of working with what tools we are currently using that are helping us show up as our best selves our new selves our favorite most creative selves so i i'm really excited to dive into this and yeah just really grateful that we got here and i think that something that is really important is around kind of giving ourselves permission to do it and to do it imperfectly and to show up and have fun and allow ourselves to take up space in this way. And when we first had the idea to do this, Alicia and I were going on kind of our own separate journeys of giving ourselves both permission to be imperfect, to take up space to do something like this and not have to have everything figured out to record ourselves and not feel any sort of shame and unworthiness around hey like you're allowed to do this 
Yeah, 100%. I think Brianna and I are both very career-focused individuals. I think a lot of that comes from the way we were raised. Um, so I'm a recruiter. Brianna works in product um, at a tech, big tech company. And I think we both have been kind of on these paths, uh, kind of hamster wheels, if you will, of careers we both love. Um, but also, it's just such a cool time. It's such a interesting time that we're living in that we both work remote. We have flexibility. We've been able to like carve out more time for ourselves, our wellness routines, time with friends, time with loved ones, and, you know, time to do other things outside of just our careers. It's really exciting. And something that Brianna actually did last week for kind of like setting intentions for the new year was a um, kind of somatic dance session online, which Bri, I'll let you describe um, because it was really impactful. And I feel like I had a few key takeaways from it that led to some conversations that led to this right now, basically. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I hadn't even really put two and two together that this was a, um, like a ripple effect of that workshop, but I was so grateful that you came and Yes, it was a uh, workshop called Plan for Joy, and it was about really being intentional with reflecting on how far you've come from 2023 and in 2024, what you are intentional about accomplishing and what you want to do. And these can be little things. They can be things you have to invest in yourself for. You, they can be big goals. Um, but also just identifying, okay, what is the low-hanging fruit here? Um, you know, maybe I want to go to Peru, but, you know, also, I, <laughs> what is the low-hanging, there's a pretty low-hanging fruit in starting a podcast, and it's just the audacity to do it. So we had been talking about this for a really long time, and, well, over the past year, I had been uh, working with different teachers um, to become a somatic healer, and I'm so grateful for all the amazing people that have um, really taught me how to be embodied and how to connect with my intuition and myself and process emotions. And it's really, you know, this is a whole topic, so I'll try to give the Reader's Digest version, but just realizing how much space I'm allowed to take up, how much passion there is in my heart, how to figure out what is and isn't for me. And this is something that I, in being embodied, have become able to fully realize pretty quickly when something is and isn't something that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and that is such a gift. And it is so important for me to share that with others and help people realize that you can connect with this vibration of joy by allowing yourself and making promises to yourself to your the child version of yourself that just wants to have fun and giving yourself permission to do it having never been to any sort of somatic dance experience just like showing up for Bray wanted to see what it was all about I, I lie you did make me jump around the living room like once a few months ago which was pretty <laughs> fun but this was funny because it was on zoom and I mean, it was just goofy. And I think we get so in our heads about technology where, you know, we've got 
people in our ear and we're on our phones and we're scrolling and we're watching the TV. And sometimes I feel like I'm just looking from one screen to another screen to another screen all day long. It was really cool to just like play is what it felt like. We were like literally listening to like Natasha Bedingfield jumping around, like shaking our booties, like making funny noises, um, like yelling things out loud, like positive kind of mantras, singing like really positive songs and there was this one moment where Brianna, I think this is the first time she said us, asked us to say something out loud. And she said, like, just look around, look around where you are. I'm like in my office that I'm in right now and just say, like, this is my space. And when I said that, I just like, I don't know, I was like smiling and I had like tears come into my eyes. And it was just like very powerful, just taking, like, taking up that room and saying that out loud and all the journey that it's taken me through job highs and lows and being in my own office and having my own physical space. Like it was just like very emotional and I wasn't expecting that. Um, and I think that was, just, I think just one example on like how that practice is, is healing. And um, it's just been really cool to see you explore that brain. It's been a, uh you know, the last few years really have been a continuous journey. And the idea of taking up space is something that is so in, like just core to my being and what I'm here to unravel. Um, and we were talking about this just yesterday, but as a twin in the womb, I was physically squished. I was not able to expand. I w almost died. I have, you know, scars from being trapped in a rib cage. And it was this physical angst that I couldn't quite understand. And I carried that with me for a really long time. And um, then also in, in relationship in my early 20s was, you know, not able to be myself and was made to feel really small and so saying things like like taking up space like this apartment that I'm in is mine I live alone and that is so important to me not because I don't like the idea of roommates or you know for any other reason than this, the idea that everything in here is the way that I want it to be, something that I intentionally placed in here. And it is a space for me to be completely in my own energy and take up the space and allow myself to, from wall to wall, have some a container that is all mine to occupy. And it is really, really a powerful experience. And I've now lived here for almost three years, which is crazy. But giving myself permission to to have this space, I was moving out of a ex's orbit um when i occupied the space and yeah and in so many different ways in my life that manifests of just the importance of taking up space and allowing myself to be my full authentic self in doing that and realizing that there is such a powerful energy in just not shrinking. Yeah, 100%. And I was, I have a few thoughts. One was, so Brianna is a twin. I'm the older sister. And her twin, Danielle, 
we always joked growing up. We knew that Danielle was like taking up a lot of my mom's belly basically when she was pregnant. And I was kind of going back into my memory bank like yesterday when Brianna was kind of really sharing more detail than I'd ever really thought about like how her first experiences subconsciously as like a newborn soul in the womb were that of being like severely squished into my mom's rib cage to the point where, you know, from my perspective, my memories, we like thought multiple times that we'd lost, we called it, you know, baby A and baby B, like we thought baby B was lost. And there would be like a few weeks where we wouldn't hear a heartbeat. And then like the heartbeat would, could, would come back. I mean, now I'm like two and a half. So um, they're not that vivid, but I do remember there being concern that like there wouldn't be two sisters. There would only be one sister. Um, <laughs> I'm like getting chills, but seriously, um, I think that's where a lot of that stems from. And we can, we can unpack that over, over many, many episodes. So, um, but I, it's, I was been thinking about that a lot and coming back to like your somatic experience in kind of the audacity as women to take up space. And I was like joking with Brianna yesterday on how like I went to the gym and I was on the mats. This is just like one example. I feel like I kept a million from the workplace over the years, but you know, I'm like lying on the mats at Equinox, doing my thing, doing my crunches. And I feel like sometimes like both men and women do it. Like they'll just encroach and basically insinuate that you should like scooch over and I feel like the typical female uh, response would be to like, like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I was just like, no, like, fuck this. It's like, this is my space. <laughs> like, there's plenty yeah. of room. Like, get out of my little bubble. Um, and so, yeah, it was a very cool lesson um, that I took from that and that I will continue to take. And I think it's an important message. And it's also why we're here. We're taking up space in podcast land and <laughs> we're here to laugh we're here to heal um share stories and um that's kind of the gist of it but there's no rules to live by um as we as we go through this there are however yeah, life I hacks. feel like I, I feel like i want to dive into why we settled on this name but i also want to um, go back to your story of Equinox where you're on this mat and it's really, you know, there are so many social social norms at play and there are people who walk around and you can just feel th that they're big energy and you like feel like, oh, I got it better get out of the way. But it's also because that is an energy and that's like a vibration you're putting out. It's not that you're being like rude and like not shrinking. It's like, no, like I'm taking up my space. Like this is mine. You can have next next to me. And then there because there's also the other thing where, you know, like if you're on a crowded subway and some guy is manspreading, it's like, yes, he's has the he's taking up space, but it's in a way that isn't mindful and like conscientious of the other people in in the space. And I think that that's something just to be to really note on is like you're stretching this is the space this is you know you're on your mat this is where you are and there's a lot of people who don't have even spatial awareness um and so i think that it's a mix of being like sometimes when we're so self-aware and but it's not 
uh, balanced with like a confidence and presence, that's when like you get become self-conscious, you know, because sometimes I still find myself seeing other people take up a lot of space. And maybe this is something I need to unpack, but I'll be like, you're taking up too much space, <laughs> you know, like someone taking up an entire row on the subway. It's like, come on, man. But it's so I think that that's an, it's an interesting way of like space and context and um, having the energy be welcoming still. Brie, what are some of your favorite things that you're doing right now? Mm. Some of my favorite things that I'm doing right now um, is, so I wrote, write a lot of poetry and I've been really going back through a lot of the poetry that I've written over the past few years. And it's both obviously like brought up a lot of emotion, but it's also been like this really cathartic purge of like, just like intense reflection and i mean i'm a capricorn and like my birthday is right around new year's so like this time of year i'm really intense about reflection i think that's been really really great i've also you know i know we're both on a pilates kick like i just just heckin love it <laughs> and Good i just try you. to get myself back onto uh i don't always have it track but especially months where i'm feeling like you know what i really want to get back to a place where i'm feeling like I'm conscious of which goals I'm I'm set and I'm intent on accomplishing and keeping me kind of grounded each day. Right. You're also yeah. doing dry January, right? Oh yes, yes. Um, so it's the ninth. Um so nine days into dry January. Um and I feel pretty good. You know, I think that there's there's an interesting I think yeah, it's once we survive dry so, January. <laughs> yeah, after dry January. We some reflection. Um, yeah, and especially living in a big city, I think it's just really a social thing. Um, and so that's, you know, I'm not even a big drinker as it is. It's not like this is, like, terribly difficult for me. It's just a, like, a, a bit of a reset of, hey, like, you don't have to have it um, to yeah. have a social life. Totally. But it is more challenging when you're single and like in an urban environment, 100%. Um, that being said, I just feel like if you, you can do the clubs, people don't even notice. If you have a club soda and lemon, people don't notice. So that's usually my trick or just Diet Cokes um, or like a little bit of a gummy and Diet Cokes. Um, yeah, Alicia is the the life hack, the life hack queen. Um, so what are <laughs> what are what are you what are you on about lately? Okay, so this month I'm doing Whole Thirty, which is the uh, this is my second attempt. Last year was an epic fail. So basically, last year my then fiance, now he's now husband. We got married literally a month ago today, um, and. His he went to a doctor. This is, I feel like there's a lot here to just get started with. But he went to a doctor's appointment, and his doctor told him he had high cholesterol, and the solution was he should go vegan. He should go home and watch that documentary on Netflix, like Game Changers. It's a really twisted documentary um, that basically scares you into like eating meat, and you're gonna like the world's gonna implode if you eat meat, and um. 
So he was like, I'm, this is my literal doctor's telling me this, like we need to do something. So we did the plant-based whole 30 for the first like five days. And yeah, like a lot of tofu, a lot of beans, beans. (laughs) things got super smelly, super quick. And I was just like, this is not sustainable. So this year we have learned a lot when it comes to health and wellness and enjoying grass fed regenerative meat and healthy proteins and you know we got on a big kick because we got married last month like the last year we've been on like weight loss strength training um vitamins supplements like you name it um journey and now we're in a very good place where like whole 30 actually i feel like has been like much easier this year than when we tried last year now mind you like we're having like animal protein so um we're not feeling so like drained but um anyways that's like taking up some time and um i've also gotten really into my cooking pursuit i've always loved to cook and i think during covid i got i feel like i really sharpened my skills got bored enough that i just really enjoy figuring out how to make stuff i'm not a huge like let me follow a recipe exactly since I learned That's from not our how mom, our taught us to cook. yeah, <laughs> yeah, our mom taught us the skills of like, here's what's in your fridge, like make something tasty. So I do a lot of that, but I've been trying to put like intention and structure behind it and figure out like, what do I want to do with this? Like, um, you know, it's great that like Will loves my cooking and it's like a hobby that I enjoy and we do together, etc. But I feel like there's something more there, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. Um, but I'm trying to kind of take steps every day to like get better and. Oh, this has been a lifelong journey for you. You started a recipe blog when you were like 16. That's true. Guacamole. <laughs> That's what it was called. <laughs> was it really? I thought it was called uh, yeah. She Who Runs the Guac. What was that later? Um, there were a few iterations. Yeah. So there was like guacamole, which was like a joke from like Austin Powers. And then, um, yeah, I think it then was there was She Who Loves with Guac. Obviously, a big guacamole person. Um, Alicia makes incredible guacamole. Yeah, I do. So um, come on over or I can give you my recipe. Yeah, I can put my recipe in. It's basically just lots of lime, lots of cilantro and lots of salt. Um, But um, but yeah, so that's what's that's what's cooking over here, literally. Last night I made a paleo chicken pot pie, which was like Whole30 compliant. Turned out very good. Um, and tonight I'm making my chimichurri with like with beef and lots of like Whole30. It's basically just like potatoes. I'm getting really good at making potatoes. Potato chips, mashed. Yeah, I find it surprising you can't have beans. I uh, always felt you like you can on the like plant-based one. But I think mm. the idea is that legumes are – they can be um, – what's it called? Um, like inflammatory? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. FODMAP. I, I uh, am glad that you're on – that you're not on the plant-based one. I am very pro-meat. I think that eating red meat is one of the healthiest things that you can 
do for yourself. Um, and in fact, it's funny because so, you know, Will's doctor told him that he should go vegan. My doctor, actually. So I used to competitive do competitive bodybuilding and I briefly went pescatarian. So I was eating fish only and I wasn't eating any red meat um, or pork or anything. And um, I went to my doctor and I got blood tests and she was like, you need to be eating red meat and she's like why are you not eating red meat i was like well i just thought it was healthier for me she's like well it's not health it's not <laughs> um and you like the specific protein so i was really low in ferritin which you basically can only get um like bioavailable in red meat and so my doctor said you need to be eating red meat at least twice a week um and i had no problem with that i was like terrific <laughs> It's so wild how much misinformation there is, and it is also wild that majority of the nutrition information that I've received and now follow I have gotten from people on podcasts and not from doctors. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, we found a new – long story short, we will found a new doctor because that was just not, like, helpful. Um, and, um, yeah, we mostly eat – just like whole foods as much as possible and just try to keep it, keep it real. Like if you're going to do bread, make it like a really nice sourdough. If you're going to do steak, have it be from like a great, great sourced steak, um, grass fed, um, even like chicken, uh, try, I mean, it's hard to do. It's hard to find like good chicken. Um, there's so many issues in that yeah. industry. Well, I like, feel like that's I go to the farmer's lot. market. But I feel like how to source good quality food is something that should be a whole episode because that's we can really go deep into that. And you have done a lot of research into that. Um, but totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that we're we're being um, exemplary of the reason we chose this title um, because we like to talk about all sorts of topics and, um, you know, diving into uh just general health wellness the food that you put in your body to the thoughts and the rituals that you have in your life um and we didn't want to go too specific about talk fitness and nutrition or just spirituality or um you know we we want to really talk about the things that we have learned the old rules the new rules and also not create any rules for ourselves because there are no rules. If you want to start a podcast, you can start a podcast. If you, you know, really want to be vegan, like there's no rule you can totally be vegan, but like you probably shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, always um, changing, always evolving, always expanding. Um, and I'm really, really excited about this moment of expansion for us. Me too, Brie. Well, should we call it an episode? Um, before we break, I think like a few tangible takeaways that I have, maybe we could share like some takeaways, mm. um, or maybe just that, like, uh, it's really good to be bad at something consistently. And I think this is just a testament to like, just courage and like, brave. It, it's pretty brave to just like do something you have no idea how to do. And this is our first podcast episode so we can now say that we've done that and we probably did it poorly <laughs> yeah and every time we do it it'll get 
better. It'll be less scary. It'll feel less, um, it'll feel less intimidating and we'll, you know, I honestly, I have no idea how to go publish it, but we're going to, we just recorded it and then we'll yeah. figure that step out. Um, but you know, and then we'll know a time here and then we'll and then know. We'll yeah. The only way to like learn something and do something is to just do it. And like, I think that that's one of those things, like you said, it's just having the courage um, and being willing to give yourself that grace um, and be, and be really bad at something. Um, yeah, it's, all, it's all play. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, cool. Well, thanks everyone for that listened in for joining us. Um, we're excited to uh, go on this journey and um, we'll see you again soon. Yes. Thank you all. Um, we really appreciate the support and seeing us in our courageous moment. <laughs>